So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Athea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And today we are talking about how to identify the right recovery solution for you. This is a really important conversation. And I just want to say up front, this is not a pitch for my program. I know it, it like sometimes people do that. They're like, you know, here are some things you want to consider. And uh, by the way, I have a program that happens to match all these criteria. We're not going to do that today. This is purely objective. Uh, I obviously have like a natural conflict of interest doing an episode like this. So I just want to be upfront. I have a program and you're going to probably, you know, if you listen to other episodes, you'll see that what I offer does probably coincide with some of the things we're talking about today. But I'm really looking at this through the lens of if if my best friend, you know, or like if my brother was in trouble in this area of his life and he needed a solution and I just wanted the absolute best for him, didn't care if I made a dime from the situation, how would I go about it? That's the lens I'm looking through today. And I know it's going to bring tremendous value to those of you who maybe have tried some things before and didn't get the results you wanted. Or maybe for those of you who have never tried anything and you're just a little bit scared to actually, you know, step out and really bite the bullet, I want to just encourage you. Uh, we're going to talk about some things that you can consider today, and I think it's going to give you some clarity on probably what your next step should be, and uh, and I hope you just find it tremendously valuable. Now, before I do that really quick, if you haven't got a copy of our book, The Last Relapse, you can get that at thelastrelapsebook.com. This is my blueprint for recovery, and I do talk more about our system there, and we have had this thing downloaded thousands of times now. It's been bought hundreds of times off you know, Amazon and other major platforms. And it is an international, it's literally gone international. I can actually say that now. I had a chance to promote it in Europe and we sold, I don't even know how many copies we sold, but tons. It, it's, it's all over the place now. And I would love for you to get a copy at thelastrelapsebook.com. All right, let's jump into it. So you know, it's interesting. When I first started helping people get free of porn, I remember a bunch of my friends were like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So brave of you. And you know, it's amazing because nobody's talking about it. And I used to hear this phrase a lot. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And there was truth to that. And and really what they were saying is this subject is not popular. It's not mainstream. And that there's no, there's nobody super famous or, you know, there's no like super well-known brand when it comes to porn addiction recovery. But the honest truth is when you get into this space, I've, I was like totally shocked because I actually had that thinking as well. And then I found out that, oh my gosh, there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of practitioners and therapists and ministries and coaching communities and programs out there to help guys with porn addiction, lust issues, masturbation addiction, sex addiction, the list goes on. So there's actually tons of solutions out there. And I I don't, there's probably some solutions I've never even heard of before. And so um, this is not 
There's no affiliates here. I'm not going to give any recommendations for a program today. What I want to do is I want to give you some things to really think about for the issue that you're dealing with. And, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot in conjunction with uh, a situation that my wife is dealing with. She's had some health challenges for a few years. And we're sort of, you know, we've we've seen a bunch of specialists over the years. And we've had some seasons of great success. And we've had some seasons that have been really disappointing where, you know, you do a treatment or you go see a specialist and they're just not able to help or the treatment's ineffective or whatever. And we've become a lot better at making decisions regarding the people that we are working with. Um, and, and it's it's just saved us a lot of time. In some cases, it's saved us some money. And a lot of the things we've learned there have really been helpful for the people that we've been able to serve as well. If it's not serving them with our program, at least to say like, hey, when you make your decision, these are some, some things to factor in. So the first thing I'll say is you have uh, two different things going on in the recovery space. You have people that are creating and you have people that are iterating. So people that are creating are building something from the ground up. They have devised their own program. It's totally novel. I mean, I don't know if anything's really, truly, totally novel. We all pull on pre-existing concepts and ideas, but we have basically you know, taken it and we formulated something that is new. Iterating is where you've taken something that, you know, previously existed and you're making improvements to it. And so, um, you know, there's, uh, I would say like 12 steps is a great example. The 12 steps for sex addiction um, is really, it's an iteration. It was created for alcoholics. And so the the iteration has been made for sex, um, what is it, sex addicts anonymous? Is that, I think that's the right word, SAA. Um, but it is an iteration and typically what happens is iter- people that iterate or ed- iterations are really good for hyper-specialized niches. So I'm thinking of, you know, I know somebody who kind of uses a framework from an author he really respects and then he has a, sp- a specialization in porn erectile, in, uh, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. So he has iterated something that already exists to kind of cater to a a really hyper-specialized niche. And for the people he's serving, he's doing them an incredible service. So it it absolutely works. You just want to find it in the right places. The risk that you run with iterating is, number one, that it's not tried, tested, and true. Um, Like like SAA is a great example where it's like that 12-step system worked uh, for Alcoholics Anonymous. I mean, worked, I would say, is in quotation marks because... There's parts of it that are, um, you know, not super healthy in my opinion. But the risk you run when you just take something and you transfer it over is that it's not necessarily as effective in that new arena. You know, um, it's, I'm, I'm trying to think of a different example. Um, but it, generally speaking, you know, you have to make pretty dramatic adaptations when you move from one industry to another. Uh, you know, Blockbuster to Netflix is a great example. Kodak to uh Gosh, I mean, you could literally pick any photo company now that went digital a little bit earlier than those guys. Um, Good examples of if you don't adapt and you're not willing to adapt dramatically, then often your solutions become a lot less effective over time. 
And so with people that iterate in their programs, um, you know, the, the danger is, you know, for somebody who uses, let's say, an author's book, the danger is that they don't, they haven't internalized the content to the same extent as the author. Now, the, the saving grace in this is if they've gone through the content themselves. So if they can say, I have done this system myself, it changed my life, and now I want to use it to change others. I think there's good credence there. I'm a much bigger fan of people that create their solutions. It is higher risk for sure because you just run the risk that somebody's created a dud, right? Or they've created something that is just their, their own ideas, but there's no backing, there's no proof, there's no whatever. But typically, you know, creation and innovation give rise to the most effective solutions of our day. And I would say the people that are most willing to create are usually the people who are, you know, they're on the ground, they're they're listening to the feedback, they've beta tested it, they they're they're just they are so curious about whether or not what they've created actually works because generally you have a much larger vested interest in something you've created. So I'm a big fan of that approach. And to me, I just tend to gravitate, like even the, the people I hire and I get help for in my marriage or in um, my business, or, you know, whatever it might be, those people are generally creators. They, they've developed their own system, and I really, really like that. I just think it's, um, it's just a lot cooler. The other thing that comes with it, it's just a lot cooler. I could have phrased that like a hundred different ways, but you know what I mean. It's generally just a lot more impactful. And I guess the other thing I would say is um, people who create, they, they tend to be a little bit more um, relatable in the sense that usually uh, they are, they've gone through a struggle, they've gone through this challenge, and you know, they decided I'm going to come up with a solution because this is so frustrating. And then they tap into their own experiences, their own knowledge to devise that solution. And I think that's fantastic. Um, I would be remiss to not say that we know for sure, like the one thing we can be really confident of is that your recovery solution should involve as much connection as possible. Now, that that's a two-folded statement. The first is that you are connecting with a coach or a counselor or a therapist. And in my opinion, being part of a community, I mean, there's just nothing like it. So those two elements are really, really important. You need to have touch points with other people. But then the material that you're learning should also be teaching you how to build better connection because we know from the research that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety it is connection and that means that yes you must connect with other people that's valuable but you also have pre-existing connections that have probably been impacted by your addiction and one of the most valuable things somebody can give you is a skill set or tools that are going to help you rebuild and heal those pre-existing relationships so that you have healthy connections there in the places that already mean something to you while you forge new connections with your coach and your community, et cetera, et cetera. But this whole connection piece really should be at the center of what you do, the center of your solution. The second thing you want to look at is um, does this does this company or does this person have a track record helping people like me, okay? Not do they have a track record helping people. Do they have a track record helping people like me? Here's the thing. Uh, imagine imagine you go to the dentist, all right? And the dentist goes, hey, um, 
you know, your, your teeth are actually pretty bad. And I think it's probably better that you just get some dentures. And you're like, oh my gosh, like all my teeth? No, 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 not all of them. Probably just like, you know, a, a quarter of them. And he he says, well, I actually, don't worry about it. Like I, I have two referrals. There's two people I can refer you to. I can send you to, you know, Dr. John. And Dr. John works primarily with, you know, people in their 70s and 80s. He works with the elderly when they reach that stage of their life where it's just easier and it makes more sense for them to have dentures. And then we actually, um, we also have a new a new relationship with this guy. His name's Dr. James. And Dr. James actually does not work with the elderly at all. He typically works with people that are ages, you know, 35 to 55 that have more unique situations where they require dentures a little bit prematurely. Well, you're going to work with the guy who has the track record of working with people like you because there's a better chance they're going to understand your situation. And because they're going to better understand your situation, there's a better chance that their solution is going to be effective. So we're not just looking for a track record. What we're looking for is do they have a track record working with people like me? So client testimonials are really valuable. You know, some people kind of ruin it by, you know, they fabricate things or they're super cheesy and like they're just getting people to blab about their program. But even still, I think a track record is valuable because it does signal that, hey, this person actually found enough value to take time out of their day and jump on a call and share this with the world. Um, but then the second thing is you can look at the person and say, you know, are there is there overlap with the situation? Do I identify with who they are, you know, the values they have, the things they stand for? You know, it depends on what's relevant for the issue. But generally speaking, a track record with people like you is really helpful. I've already kind of hit on this, but I'll, I'll drive it home as sort of a sub point to this, which is you want to make sure you find somebody that specializes as well. Like if I, if I could, let's just use the same example. If I could go to a dentist who does, you know, um, he does orthodontics, he does dentures, um, he does, you know, periodontics. So he'll, he'll do surgery and operations and he does root canals and he does fillings and he does a little bit of everything. Or I can go to the guy who does only dentures with people ages 35 to 55. Well, I'm probably going to choose that guy. Now, it might be a little bit more expensive because that's generally what happens the more specialized you get. But in my opinion, it depends on the magnitude of the issue. But for something like porn addiction, where, I mean, it's literally eroding your soul, it's destroying your relationships, it's going to pull you further away from God, just invest the, the resources. You know what I mean? To, to me, like, that's like peanuts co- compared to what you're going to get in return. And if you have somebody who understands the power of connection as a recovery solution, who has a track record working with people like you, and they specialize exclusively in this area or mostly in this area, then man, for me, it would be a no-brainer. That's somebody you probably want to go with. Now, the last thing is you want to look and make sure that they do not focus on behavioral adjustments only. I do believe behavioral adjustments are a part of this. You know, things like uh, tempering your social media usage, being cognizant of where you're working and your environments. And, you know, there's all kinds of practical things, you know, phone time and when you use your phone, when you don't use your phone, where you keep your phone at night, when it, where it charges, a nighttime routine, a morning routine. You know, there's lots of behavioral elements that are important to this. If that's all people focus on, you have basically found a life coach, not a recovery coach. A recovery coach is going to actually help you not just not just get the behavioral components, but they're really going to help you get to the heart of the matter. And the reality is, you know, we know this from the biblical concepts that, you know, they're literally everywhere. But the external world is always the the 
outrise or the overflow of the inner world. And so getting to the more fundamental beliefs, the emotional issues, the trauma, and all those other kinds of things that are going on internally, that must be part of the solution. And you would be surprised how many solutions are out there that don't hit on these issues at all. It's ab- it's absolutely fascinating. And, you know, it, I feel bad for some of these people because uh, I've even had interactions with them and you can tell that their hearts are actually still kind of hardened. And it's not that they're mean people or anything like that, but you can just tell when somebody has really done the inner work. You can feel the tenderness in their soul and you can tell when it hasn't been done as well and they're a lot more brash and harsh and rigid in their solutions. And so I think that's something to just be weary of as you look for help because I think that's um, that could be a huge stumbling block. And obviously, in my opinion, it's not going to give you the same kind of long-lasting results. Now, the last thing, if you're of faith, I think it's really important Uh, For something like this, that you find somebody who has the same values, okay, listen to the word carefully, the same values align with you. Um, You know, I I think for the nature of porn addiction, I do think it's probably better to find somebody of faith, uh, of your faith rather. I don't think it's necessary though, because I think if if they understand the value of connection, they have a track record working with people like you, they specialize in the areas that you're struggling with, and they're willing to go to the root issues. Um, really all you want to do is make sure that their values align and they're probably going to be really impactful. In a um, in the psychiatry world, the greatest indicator of client success in as they go throughout their, whether it's 12 weeks, 24 weeks, a year, two years, whatever it is, the greatest indicator of client success is the relationship between the client and the therapist. So just think about that. When it comes to like psychotherapy, talk therapy, the greatest indicator is not the methods, it's not the modalities, it's not how much education they have, it is the relationship between the client and the therapist. So the last thing is that we want to look and make sure that the people that we're working with are people that we trust. And actually, not only do we want to make sure we trust them, we want to make sure that we trust them more than we trust ourselves. Do they have an understanding of my situation as well, if not better than me? That is a must because if the answer is no, then you are much less likely to do what they tell you to do or you'll do the things they tell you to do that are easy and attainable and within reach. But as soon as they tell you to do something that's difficult or uncomfortable, you'll talk yourself out of it. And as a result, you'll talk yourself out of your outcome, out of getting free of pornography. So to summarize really quick, guys, uh, my preference, I always lean towards people that have created a program, but there are benefits of those that have iterated as well. Nothing wrong with that. Second is we want to make sure there's a strong emphasis on connection. The third thing is we want to see they have a track record working with people like you. Fourth is we want to make sure that they're getting to the root issues, that they're actually willing to go to the inner parts of our lives. And lastly, we want to see that they are trustworthy, that we would trust them more than we would trust ourselves to the point that we'd be willing to do things that make us uncomfortable if we know it's going to help us get the outcome that we desire, in this case, full freedom from pornography. So guys, these are some things to to consider. I hope this gives you some perspective. If you have questions or if maybe this wasn't clear enough or I don't know, maybe there's just some other things that I didn't didn't cover here, you can always email us podcast at sathiasam.com. That's podcast at sathiasam.com and we'll get back to you. But in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. 
Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.